I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> How do I look? <laughs> you can begin anywhere you want, man. This is literally our podcast. We literally talk about, especially particularly at this point, we talk about the dumbest shit. Like, <laughs> all options are open, mate. <laughs> I just like... Usually, I just have like something to start with, and um, I just had nothing. I and was going to talk about the snacks that I'm eating, but then I feel bad because I know that you are snackless where you are right now. Yeah, I'm isolating, not because I have COVID, but though if I did, it wouldn't matter. Um, no stigma, uh, but I am no judgment. No judgment if you have it. Eighty <laughs> percent of the world. Um, I... <laughs> so many people. <laughs> no, I'm doing a secret job that I can't talk about, but to do the job, I have to isolate. Which is happening more and more. I've I've heard um, around around the around Hollywood, um, and they'll pay you to do your isolation. So I have to be a good wee boy. But there is literally no snacks, and there's nothing in this accommodation, and I feel nuts. I mean, I've only got to do like four days in here, which yeah. I, I don't know how people did ten days in a hotel. Crazy. I feel. I think no. You would have I to feel go for a walk, bit. or just no, no, nothing. I probably could get away with a walk. However. You know, again, like if, as we said earlier, like no stigma if you've got COVID, but if I give COVID to anyone in this production, I, I'm going to be. Over, it's over, over. I'm going to be like sued. So, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> if you do get snacks, you do get to choose. I got to say, I've given these for free and they're fucking yum. Oh, they're look called at you. crunchies. They're like Marmite, cheesy Marmite crackers. They're unreal. <laughs> Um, a huge plug. Incredible. Um, I know. Well, you know, they gave them to me for free. I may as well shout them out somewhere. So we here at The Mail Gaze, we want to thank Crunchies for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Eater Crunchies, bringing you the gayest podcast in town. <laughs> no, they didn't bring you this podcast, but they, they are do. based no, no, no. in Auckland. Let's, let's lean into it. Eater Crunchies. They've got a two-star health rating. I'm gonna trash. Them. I'm gonna trash them now. No, no, they're our sponsor. They're our only sponsor now. They don't, but Chris, they're not giving any money. Do you? You, then, you don't. You're not. You can't even try them. Have you heard of the power of manifestation? <laughs> yeah, true. I would okay. love it if we got sponsored by Eater Crunchies. Yeah, exactly. Let them explode in your mouth. The gayest snack there is. <laughs> Cue theme song. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. It's the day of game. They're both male and they're both gay. The male gay. How's my skin looking? It's so good, eh? And welcome along to the male gaze. Your skin looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am getting into Oh, you did this little weekend thing. Weekend thing? You did the influencer camp. Oh, yes. I did do an influencer camp. Is this camp. unrelated, though? It's unrelated. That was, that was okay. body care. This is skin care. I've, um, mm. I am like... I bought really expensive foundation in a moment of... I don't know what you'd call it. Like explosive... Self-care. Explosive self care <laughs> and like you know when you just like I want to buy something I just want to buy something fun. Chris, that's been me 
every day <laughs> with about an hour interval <laughs> the last couple of weeks. I just, yeah, I love buying expensive products. Um, I went to Mecca, I went and I was like, I would love some foundation that would make my skin look like a glass table. Mm. Um, I want to be that kind of shiny. And um, boy, did she deliver. It was fucking expensive. But I was like, God damn it, why not? How why? much do you get? A little pottle. <laughs> a, little squirty, <laughs> a little squirty thing. What have you bought? I bought a bedside table. Oh, from Acosa. I saw that. Yeah, I bought that. Well, I've, I've actually spinny. looked at that. I've looked at those online. I thought they were great. They're really nice, eh? And then I've also, I bought some clothes from I Love Ugly. I bought some clothes from um, Culture Kings. I bought some new shoes. Honestly, I, bought... I feel like I Love Ugly is potentially the straightest label there is. Yeah, they've st- their pants are good. Really? Their pants used to be appalling horse shit, worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> they have a cut. <laughs> they were like literally like drop the crotch, tighten the ankle. It's like what what is this flattering for? Remember when carrot pants were big? Is that what they called them? Yes, carrot pants. What the hell? What the god forsaken hell was carrot mm-hmm. pants about? Why? And we were all like, nah. Like, and no one was like on no board. No one was into it. Yeah. It was, like, it was propaganda. It was like, you're gonna love. You're going to love a meter underneath your crotch. It was with a so pant. bad. It looks like you shit your pants. And you couldn't walk. And then, you're, and then it was like the baggiest area around your crotch and then the tightest little calves. Yeah. What it's the gross. F- it doesn't look good on anyone. It makes you look like a little clown. And I would, I would say it intersected at the exact time ASOS dropped in New Zealand. So it was oh, like, yes. go on ASOS and buy yourself a $40 pair of carrot pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had burgundy ones, and they had kind of like they were like joggers. They had that kind of um, thick muff, I guess you say at the bottom. You probably don't say muff. I don't know what you would say. Cuff. What is that bit? It's a cuff, cuff. not a it's muff. On, yeah, it, it, ain't, it ain't a muff. Babe. It sure is a cuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've also bought so many candles. I bought about two hundred fifty dollars of alcohol delivered the other day. What kind I of booze? Just, um, three lovely bottles of white, and then I bought these nectarine ciders that are Hawks Bay nectarine ciders. So yum! I couldn't get sent enough free alcohol. No, less. Uh, well, I'm getting sent a lot of free alcohol. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean to say. Like, uh, of all the kind of things that people want to send me, they're mm. like, I reckon that I reckon that little faggot loves to drink. And is how what, and, is what and they are they say. getting you right, or are you getting a lot of stuff you don't actually want? Um, getting a mixed bag. I, I tell you mm. what, I do love the Scapegrace RTDs. Unfortunately, Yummy. Scapegrace aren't sponsoring this. We are being sponsored by Eater Crunchies, but Eater Crunchies. But um, we yeah, we have some Scapegrace stuff going on in this photo mm, as well. It's good. It's good. It's probably it's the, yummy. It is yummy. It is yummy. It is yummy. So that's everything we've been sent. Um, so you bought some candles. What what scent are they? Um, well, okay, the one at the moment is actually from the market. You know, in front of the 14-ounce jean shop, they've got a market some weeks. So these yes. are called Carson. This one's a Butterscotch Baby. It smells like a Werther's Original. And then I bought about, I spent hundred and something dollars on Sibs, which is closing down, Queer Candle Maker. So the one I've got in my room at the moment is Pomegranate and Sage. Ah, look at you go. Yeah. Really, really strong witch energy. Mm, they've got those thick I don't know how these work The wooden wicks I love a Not wooden the, wick I guess I don't know how a normal wick works But I'm like How is this working? I used to get it at that shop Like What's it called? Commoners? Oh yeah. Very um, Big on the old scoop neck Commoners mm-hmm, You wear your yeah. scoop neck And your carrot Less. pants <laughs> And then the And the bottom of the t-shirt Kind of um, 
is circ is like a semicircle. Yeah, and it's like basically around your belly button. It's drooping so low. Yeah. Um. And but they would they would sell those little candles too, and they were like it's very um relaxing because it sounds like a little fire is going off in your house. And I was like, it sounds like the candle will explode and light my house on fire. Yeah. Um. Have you seen? I the love cam- the noise though. It reminds me of clove. Did you ever smoke clove cigarettes? No. I got so into them when I was 18 years old. And honestly, <laughs> it could pull me back into smoking. They're so fun. I they did taste it. yummy. They pop. It's cool. <laughs> I was doing a shoot for something and I had to smoke for it. And I'll tell you what, I really embraced it. I loved really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. Really oh. got into it. It was a, it was a wow. rolly. Yeah. Um, and I, don't, I was like, far out white. I, I reckon, I, I never liked Taylor's. Taylor's? Is that what they call them? Taylor made. Is that what they Taylor's and Rollies? I've never it? heard that before. Um, I know. Taylor's. Taylor's Taylor. is Taylor Swift's fans, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who smoke? <laughs> yeah. Taylor's, Rollies, Smallies, and, and, and Biggies. Um, bottoms and tops. Bottoms and tops. <laughs> but I, I, I liked it. I, I, yeah, it was fun. Maybe I'll bring it back into my... No. Do don't not. Like, don't like the smell of my fingers. Don't like what it does to my health. But love what it does for my energy. What about the taste in your mouth? I don't like the taste in my mouth either. I quite liked the taste. Wow. Yeah. Have cool. you seen the Kim Kardashian clip uh, that's doing the rounds on the internet this morning? Where she's just like, work hard. She's like, my advice to women in business is do the fucking work. Get up, stop making excuses, and just fucking work. Work really, really hard. Um, if, you're, if you're the smartest in the room, get out. Get into a room filled with people smarter than you so that you work harder. And I, it was this big like revelation to me. I've been like, I think I'm over hustle culture. Yeah, I'm like at this, at this point in the, in the planet's history, I'm like work so that you're enough that you've got enough that you're happy, and then stop working. <laughs> Take that foot off the pedal and chill out. Just like if you can get away with making money and not working, like that's the advice I want to be given. Mm. And if everyone is hustling. Imagine in a world where everyone was hustling. It would be a disaster. Honey, we're living in it. I know. We are living in it. And then we're just flinging stress at each other. We're trying to do too much. For what? Ugh. For who? No. For Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. And who are Tim not Cook. Who are not the queens of the week. No, we hate corporations. Except for Ida, who make a delicious um, cracker <laughs> called Crunches. I actually don't know. What, do you reckon it's called crunches, crunchies, or just crunches? Oh, it's yeah, it's about C R U N C H E S. Oh, that's crunches, like it crunches the, in the mouth, right? Crunches, the kiwi cracker that packs a crunch is the slogan. It's limited edition. Tell you what, what isn't limited edition nowadays? Literally everything is like oh, for four weeks only. You can get your favorite whatever in this form. Yeah, so stupid. What do you think of? Um, I, I just saw this on the way home and I was like, I can't wait to bring this up on the pod. So there's a new caramel campaign because Whitakers have brought out Blondie, which is the Whitakers version of caramel. There are now ads for caramel being like, I can't even remember exactly what it says, but like the, the vibe of the ad is very much, we thought of it first. It's like, it's like <laughs> fucking too right. They did. They thought about it in like 1998. Exactly. And Blondie, I'm like, I, I'm a bit, I mean, I'm a big Whitakers stand. Like I love Whitakers. But when mm. I saw Blondie come out. I was like, girl, you are peeping at at fucking Cadbury's homework. Like, yeah, it's like, you messy bitch. Messy, but don't come out here with fucking, like, your little 
burnt cho- white chocolate flavor, whatever. Like, make your own, make your own make shit. Make your own thing. Tell you what you should do. Get back into the fucking kitchen. Get out a bag of cornflakes and put it in a fucking block put, of chocolate already. Put, get, oh, oh. Like, stop. Tro- I, yeah. I'm so angry they haven't done that. I'm like, so angry. Because that's what, that's what fucking, um, oh, I keep wanting to call them Disney. They're not Disney. Cabaret did. Is they went like right? They went back. They went back through the archives. Throw didn't back, they? throw back, throw through back. Through the old chalky archives to they be like, like, what possible new crazy thing can we do? They're like, actually, we made that caramel, and for some reason, this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we took it away for like 10 years and we're going to bring it back. And people are going to go absolutely apeshit for it. And I'm telling you what, Whitakers. I'm telling you what, Whitakers. Go back. Go back through your archives. Go back through your mm, archives. Through the archive. See what we loved magic the cornflake slab. We loved, loved it. it. We loved it. You also, can be- I say, Blondie's the fucking dumbest name I've ever heard. It's such bad. I, I don't know what marketing team came up with that, but Blondie is a bad name for a chocolate. And uh, hear, hear me out. I know what a fucking Blondie is. And it is a brownie that is with white chocolate. And there is not one little bit of fucking brownie, fudgy mm-hmm. gooeyness in that sweet little block of chocolate. And uh, here's another fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Lay it on me. Lay it on. Lay it thick. No one's eating that fucking chocolate. Like you eat chocolate. Every single fucking person who's been sitting that block of blondie chocolate has melted it and turned it into rocky fucking road. And I'm like, if you have to do that to eat it, it ain't chocolate. It ain't chocky. That's baking. That's a baking product. That's a baking item. I mean, I always, I always stand Whitaker's over Cadbury, but I mean, I'm looking at Cadbury now and I'm like, maybe they're geniuses. I'll tell you, it was another crazy block of chocolate that Cadbury made. And I think we've talked about it on the pod before, or maybe I've just talked about it in real life. Energy chocolate. Oh, yeah, which is just dark chocolate, right? But they're geniuses. Yeah. Because that said energy on it. And it was before we were really getting into Gatorade or Guarana or all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And we were just like, have a bit of that. That'll get you going for the rest of the day. Did you used to get one? I used to get a bar of energy on sports day or a Moro, like one of the two. I know. I love that Moro has somehow slipped into like up and go territory. Yes. Like you yeah, could eat yeah. a Moro and be like, well, it's a big day. And someone would be like, fucking too right. Have that Moro. Mum yeah, would you buy need me. it. You deserve it. If I had like back to back ballet recitals, mum would buy me a Moro. She's like, you'll need that. And I was like, fuck, I'll say that for when I'm really tired because that nougat will get me through. (laughs) Chris, you really came through on that second performance. It was the nougat. It was the nougat. (laughs) It's the nougat. I want to thank nougat, actually. (laughs) And Eater Crunches. That's what brought me through. (laughs) Honestly, like, it's funny that we're just like Mars and Moro are nougat in disguise. And we're not like, we're Mm -hmm. just casually walking around being like, how's that nougat? You know, like eating it. It's fancy, but it's. It's been packaged like it's normal, and that's also <laughs> genius to to put something as fancy as nougat for two dollars at the fucking checkout. That <laughs> countdown is genius. They're clever. The people at Mars, very clever, very, very clever. clever. Well, I brought up Kim Kardashian actually because I've got a funny old fact of the gay. Um, and it, I can't believe I can't believe it. Yeah. So actually, that you brought the fact of the gay. Yeah, Tim, put on that fucking sting. Fact of the gay. Okay, so. I don't know why it came about, but I was, oh, oh, I saw the Kim Kardashian clip, that's why. And then I thought, huh, 
I wonder who was the first kind of queer gay character in a reality TV series. Mm-hmm. And would you believe there was a series called An American Life, which was an American television documentary filmed through December. Well, we don't need to start that, but through 1971. Now, which month? Which okay, month was it was that? actually from May the 30th through to December the 31st, 1971. It aired um, in the United States on PBS, and it was 12 hour-long episodes um, that was edited down from 300 hours of raw footage. It was a groundbreaking documentary um, series, considered the first reality TV series on American television, and was originally attended as a chronicle of the daily life of the Louds, an upper-middle-class family in Santa Barbara, California, but ended up documenting the breakup of a family via the separation and subsequent divorce of the parents. Honestly, sounds juicy. There was a son, Lance Louds, who um, has unfortunately sadly passed away, but he was a uh, he was the, he was a queer gay member of the family, <laughs> and was in a band uh, called what were they called Mumps, and they performed on some kind of late night talk show in America that I don't know. Um, oh. And there's a really scathing quote about him. Uh, da, 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 da. I read an article. Would you believe? I actually read a New York Times you article. You really about researched it. this fact of the guy. I well, I just this. started, and then I'm like, "You're really Shit. in isolation, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I've got an hour to read about this 1970s reality series." Um, oh, damn it! I can't find that quote. It was so good. Uh, oh, here we go. To complicate matters, Loud was still really. Oh, this is about um, his band, and they never really took off the mumps. Um, mm. To complicate, to complicate matters, Loud was still reeling from a bruising press, including a lengthy New York Times article published two days earlier that referred to his flamboyant, leech-like homosexuality and went on to call him the evil flower of the Loud family. Wow. Honestly, I identify with flamboyant, leech-like homosexuality. The evil flower. Chris, I need to tell you something. I've been kind of sitting on it for the whole fact of the guy, but I don't want to make you feel bad for bringing the fact of the guy. But I'm already... almost certain we've done this fact of the guy, and I brought it to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If any listener is like they've brought this up before, like no way. I reckon. I reckon our audience's brains are as civ-like as ours are. I sure hope so. I can't believe sure you've so. remembered this. Actually, now that you talk about it, maybe... Because I, I would... definitely... I went through the same thing. I think maybe it was when you were on Celebrity Treasure Island or something. I was like, oh, reality TV. Maybe I'll try and find the first gay reality TV character. I, like, I did the same search to find it. I wonder if... I wonder if... We need like a blow-by-blow comparison of how we delivered them. Yeah. Oh my yes. god! Oh. I mean, there also could be a chance that maybe I prepared it for an episode and we didn't record it. But I'm like, I'm pretty confident we've had it on an episode before. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put it past us. It's so funny because I really say like, and I believe this with all my heart. This podcast is going through a renaissance, and that renaissance is us caring about it. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, like, I've sort of forgotten everything we've done in the past as well. Same. So, I'm so like, like, it's all. It's a new leaf. It's a new it's page. The reboot. You, it's, it's the reboot. The reboot. It's, it's a season requel. three skins. It's Scream Four. Yes, I love Scream Four, and they're doing that with Jurassic World as well, aren't they? They're bringing back all your favorite characters. Yes, they kind of reset it. All new cast from Jurassic World onwards, and then the sixth one coming out in just a few sweet months. Everyone's back together. I asked you. 
I I pose this question to you, Eli. Uh-huh. What's new? You know, what's new now? Because we're just bringing we're bringing back caramel. We're bringing back you know Jurassic World. We're bringing back facts of the gay. What in this world? In this life is is new. I think nostalgia is a sickness that has infected the world, and it's um that's and that's the real pandemic because we're gonna <laughs> run out. Like there's so many Star Wars used to be like you wait thirty years for the next Star Wars movie, and now it's like in the last there's just so I, someone was like the trailer for the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and they played it to me the other day, and I was like, well, who ca- who ca- there's too much, there's too much. I'll never there's- watch it. No, there's too much. I don't want to see Boba, Boba Fett. I don't know what Boba Fett is. Okay, Boba Fett is an iconic character. No. And also, it's Tim Morrison, so no. show some respect for your country no. and for the universe of Star Wars. I'm not showing respect for the universe of Star Wars. <laughs> I, I guess Euphoria is new. That's something that's like, like of the time. Mm, that is like we, now. Like how would you? Everyone's talking about it. What is the culture, like pop culture, that is like, that is quintessentially 2022 and that isn't nostalgia? I ask you that. TikTok. But then so much of TikTok is like people recreating life 10 years ago. Yeah, it's I I mean, Euphoria, absolutely. Oh, God, I can't. We started watching the after party last night. That feels pretty new, pretty fun. What's the after party? It's a murder mystery series, and each episode is from a different character's perspective. Oh. Dave Franco's in it, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Alana Glazer. It's an amazing Whoa, cast, actually. I like that. A little bit of Cluedo. A little bit of Cluedo. And I think it's actually, Sam noticed this, and I'm saying it as if I noticed it, but they're, all the characters are dressed in a single color. Like, everything they're wearing is one color. So I feel like Maybe they're actually Cluedo. connected to the Cluedo characters. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, Cluedo. Yeah. 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 Is there a... Who, if you could be stuck in any board game universe, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> um, the game of life, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, you're in that honey, little car. You're in there right now. I know. I know. We're all in the game of life. What about you? I'll tell you which board game you are stuck in. It's called Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mousetrap. Fun. Are you the what? mouse or, the, or part of the trap? Uh, I would be the trap. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you're in that little cage. I ain't no mouse. <laughs> I. That's my favorite life quote: "Is um, don't be the mouse, don't be the, be be the, the trap." trap. <laughs> I desperately wanted mouse trap as a kid. Like it was the oh, it was so hard. Like, and I remember I always wanted to play it because you you know this is back in the day when we would watch the commercials on the television and they would be advertising simply board games. They wouldn't be advertising you the latest white chocolate. No, it would be like here's some fun you can have with your siblings. And I remember seeing the commercial for mouse trap and thinking. That looks like the most fun a human could have. Yeah. I desperately wanted to play it. And my cousin got it for Christmas in probably the year 1996. And it was Christmas Day. We really decided to have Christmas at a hotel. I do not know why. Christmas at a hotel. We didn't like, we just had the Macaulay Culkin. Very Macaulay Culkin vibes. We didn't stay at the hotel. We just ate Mm. at the hotel. Crazy, crazy and, to eat a hotel when you're not staying there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we just went. Yeah, we we just ate there. Yeah, that's it. Just the meal. There was a pool, and uh-huh. I got a migraine. I threw up all evening. Didn't get to play mousetrap. And that is and, it, that, and that's the game of life. 
That's the game. That's the pandemic. <laughs> that's the game of life. That's the, the, I tell you what, that game is trouble. <laughs> that's what you win. And I tell you what, it's sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucking hated trouble. And everyone wanted to play trouble. Oh, the little. I mean, it really is just about how you roll the dice, and there's nothing else to the game. But the, the noise dice is fun. The noise of like, like how loud that was. It like, it, mm. it, I mean, it's the tri- it's the noise of like eight years of my childhood because we played it all the time. Something a bit gross about that, like the fingerprints on the thing as well. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. fingerprinty little. And it dome. had those stupid little grooves that your little um, mover would move in. Do you know what's the fucking dumbest game you've ever played in your goddamn life? Tell me, Candyland. I the aesthetic, perfect to like, die for. To die for the game, garbage, garbage. Nothing land. to it, really. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the blondie of the kind of board game universe. It is. Well, I I don't think I ever played it as a kid, but I always saw it in movies and was like, that looks beautiful. And then now, my nieces and nephews have it, and it's an updated version, so the the visuals aren't even that beautiful anymore. But then I played it with them. And I was like, I get, I get that you're kids, but this game is fucking dumb. You love a board game. I do. You yeah, yeah, probably yeah. played them all. <clears throat> I love when they turn board games into movies. And I would see that as a trend, actually, happening, you know, in the mm. not-too-near future. You yeah, see we're, more... t- we're seconds away from Twister, the movie, I reckon. hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. I would want to see the movie of, like, what would make a good movie? Well, Monopoly. Someone really should make a Monopoly movie. But, I mean, I guess that's just the Auckland housing market. (laughs) Okay. King of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I reckon reckon Snakes and Ladders would be a bit of fun. I'm sure Snakes and Ladders, the movie, exists. Are you searching? Yeah. I feel like I've seen a trailer for it. Snakes and Ladders. The movie. No, that can't exist. I'm going to have a little quick bite of some crunchies. Okay, snakes and ladders. Oh, yeah. Do they taste like Marmite? Yeah, they really taste very marmite It's awesome. Okay, there's lots of movies um, called Snakes and Ladders. Mm. Um, but they're not necessarily... But is it about the sort of mind games or like... Yeah, it's kind like of like... The how, business world. How life, throws you a, how life throws you a snake or a ladder. How bizarre that you oh. go... There's a, there was a movie called Shoots and Ladders, which is how the Americans, they'd call it a shoot. Well, a shoot makes more sense, right? Because you're falling down a tunnel. A, you're not, you don't fall down a snake. Unless the idea is that the snake is trapping you and dragging you back to the previous square. I beg your pardon, actually. I, this is like one of those things, those websites that you'd go on, um, where people would All those re- websites you go on. Where people recreate um, like movie posters for things. You know how people like to do that? They just like to simply play around. With Make a poster for a movie that doesn't exist. Yeah. Would you ever do don't that? Don't do that. No, don't do not do that. Those people, though, like the people that do that, I'm like, good on you. You're just contributing to the internet like in a really healthy and positive way. You're not, you're not here to having a hot take. You're just like, here's something kind of fun. Like, wouldn't well, this be until, cute? Until they turn it into an NFT and then, you know, and then we're talking about something. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
something completely else. I guess that brings us up to our latest segments. Yeah, we actually forgot to do this in the last episode, so I'm so glad it's back. Yeah. What is the segment? Is it NFTs we're trying to understand? No, the question is, how close are you to joining the metaverse? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, really good question. I would say currently where I'm at, oh, I've taken 10 steps backwards. And I'll tell you why. Because mm. we do this record on, we do this podcast record on Zoom, and we messaged earlier. You messaged me on Facebook, and I said you're gonna have to text me that link, even though I was messaging you on Messenger. And you would have thought, huh, that's odd. And I said I'm having tech issues. Here's the tech issue. I'm recording this on my laptop. I've forgotten the login to my Facebook <sighs> on my laptop. So I was messaging you on my phone, but I needed the link. So I need you to text me it. But I can't log in to my Facebook on my laptop. And I'll tell you what. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. I'm loving it. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to who know needs my... It? Pa- no, who needs it? That's who awesome. Needs- so I'd say I've taken 10 steps backwards. How about you? I've honestly, given the kind of like current situation of the world, which if you haven't heard, is that we're hurtling towards World War Three and things that you never thought you'd see in your lifetime are happening. Um, I'm like, imagine even... Imagine caring about that right now. The metaverse. Imagine yeah. caring about that right now with all that's actually going on. It's so fucking wild, right? Like, I guess this is taking a little bit of a sad, dark turn, but, like, it is the world that we're all living in. Mm. And it's weird how we, how you sort of, like, in, how it comes into your life or how you're reminded that you're like, oh, we hold on, we're living in, like, pandemic and, like, there's, like, world wars going on. Mm. It's interesting because I've noticed, I mean, you notice it at the, at the petrol pump in a way. I've been listening into the daily about, you know, like Russia's like main export is oil. Oil. And yeah. so all because of all these sort of oil sanctions and us not buying in Russian oil. I don't know if we're doing that here in New Zealand, if we use Russian oil, but that is that why our petrol's so expensive in the well, country? Even the oil price goes up because there's less providers, so that's why. And so it's so weird. I was at the petrol pump I love saying I was at the pump. Um yesterday and I was, I was like, at oh, pump. I was at Pump Les like, Mills. <laughs> and I was like, this is gonna be expensive. And then some guy rocks up next to me in a vintage car, which I've always thought if you have a vintage car, you need to get a grip. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm you sorry. Need, are you unless you run a museum? You, you don't need that. If you are Mr. Motat himself, you may have a vintage yes, car. Because you're giving those cars to the kids. But if you're just driving around in like a car that is from like 1862, like what yeah. the, f- you know that there's a better car out there. I don't get it. I don't you know, get it. And you know what, you know, you just, you just love being looked at, don't you? You just love being looked at. And I bet you complain about the kids on Instagram, but it's like, you are doing the same thing. It's the it's, same thing, you and, vain motherfucker. And if your car is vintage because it's just old and you can't afford a new one, then that mm-hmm. is the, that's perfectly acceptable. But if you're out there looking for like, Actively looking for a worse car, worse old car for just aesthetic values. Like you need to take a good hard look at yourself. Mm. You Different get- with furniture, though. <laughs> it's true. But then, furniture is good, <laughs> but furniture doesn't move. Like yeah. you're not going to buy like a vintage. Like yeah, and a vintage couch is still good at its job. A vintage like- car is like bad at its ca- bad at its job. It doesn't exactly. go as fast. It's more expensive to repair. And they fucking complain about it. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. this is a beautiful car. It cost me a bloody arm and a leg." I'm like, "Well, you don't need to get it." Yeah, 
You just get your cheap in Toyota. It's like me having a microwave from like 1961 and being like, oh, I'll tell you what, it's a pain in the ass. And everyone being like, yeah, don't have it. Get a new one. Get a new microwave and then it won't be a problem. Yeah. I get it. It looks vintage, but no one gives a shit. You're late to the meeting because your car broke down on the motorway. <laughs> anyway, he's at the <laughs> pump. We're at the pump. <laughs> he looks at me and he says, oh, tell you what, I'm going to need to take a third mortgage out. And I and simply, you know, oh, I simply you know looked so at, rich. I simply looked at the man and said, "I don't even have a mortgage." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the banks won't allow it. <laughs> and here's the thing: I bet he doesn't have a mortgage. I bet he owns four mortgage-free properties. If he's got money for a vintage car, car I know. And he's don't you fucking roll up with me with your car, which is a choice you have made that is clearly so fucking expensive, and complain mm-hmm. to me with my 2011 Toyota Corolla about how much that petrol is going to fucking cost you. Is your car from 2011? Yeah. To me, that feels so recent. To me, that I hear 2011, I'm like, okay, it's a brand new car, pretty much. And I tell you. I know you, it's 11 years ago. It's 11 years ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> my car's 2006, and I still feel like oh, I'm royalty. Hang on. <laughs> I think it's a 2001. <laughs> that checks out, because it doesn't look like a 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the day I was driving home down Ponsonby yeah. Road, and I pull up at the lights. Oh, God, these stories are just rolling off. Um, mm. And another car pulls up beside me. We both have our windows down. And the man just looks at me and goes, hm, nice car, mate. Like, with complete sincerity. And I was like, this car? And he's like, yeah, it's a beautiful car. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I was being gaslit. Um, well, but Corolla no, will just keep on going. I truly will never change my car until it's electric. I need to replace the stereo in my car, so it's got a touch screen, and it you can't touch. Okay, pimp my ride. I know very much. It's all in Japanese, so like for, for starters, like we we don't know what the buttons do. But then there's a touch screen, and you can touch the button for the aux cable, but the touch screen part of that has stopped working. So we accidentally touched off it, and now we can't get the aux cable going again. And so for a while, we're listening to CDs, and then. Um, we ejected. We tried to eject a CD the other day, and it's, the CD got stuck. And now we can't use the CD drive either. And so we've just got this awful stereo that doesn't work. But it would work if some if you could read Japanese. No, reading Japanese wouldn't help because it's actually the touch screen sensitivity is gone. Okay, so it can't feel us pressing the button. So we need to do. We need to get it ripped out and put in. And it also, I should get my stereo changed because um, it's the Japanese input. Import so it does not the band, radio bandwidth is bad and it literally doesn't pick up the radio station that I work for. <laughs> I yeah I I I'm a big radio surfer like I just drive around pressing buttons all day and I remember driving with someone who used to do that and it would it would irk me because I was like you just need to settle you need to settle into a radio station. Well, well, you got to have your P one and your P two. Am I right? And we've only learned about those phrases. <laughs> This yeah, crazy phrases. So if you if you don't know, P one is the person who's got that's your first preset on your radio station. So your P one listeners are always coming back to you. You're the number one, and your P two, your listeners who just drop in when they get bored of their bored of their P ones. And if you listen to podcasts, they can pee off P O because because baby, <laughs> you're not you you're just Bluetooth in that. Yeah, exactly. Isn't Bluetooth such an amazing technology? I think about it every time I use it. It's it's seamless. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, yeah, Wi-Fi. it's not Wi-Fi. Well, what is well, it ruining the planet? 
Well, no, it's just like audio audio files. People who love good audio are like Bluetooth is the worst invention of all time. Apparently, it decreases the um, quality of audio. I hate that. I hate yeah. that. Isn't it? Yeah. I love Bluetooth. I love airdropping people things. I just like, it's like, ugh, just like, that hand, is amazing. It's like, literally like handing it over. I just think it's brilliant technology. Back on this vintage car buzz, I just got the thought of people who ride any farthings. <laughs> and I think that might be the worst personality there is. I respect Penny Farthing more than I respect you. Um, you Me. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Okay. Absolutely. You no. Know. Uni cycles. <laughs> I respect Penny Farthing's more than I respect you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. Um, truly, no, during so this sorry. sort of isolation period, I think that's the, that was the last blow I needed. No, I had gas because of these delicious crunches <laughs> coming out of my throat. <laughs> coming out of your throat. Eater crunches. They bubble up and come out of your throat. I... <laughs> Yuck. Come bubbling up your throat. <laughs> bubbling? <laughs> you. You better shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, I, whoa, I don't know. Would I rather unicycle or penny, penny farthing? I think, I think a unicycle is better than a penny farthing. No. Because at least with a unicycle, I'm like, right, they're training for the circus. Oh, Weber Brothers Circus over there. Like, they're, they're clearly doing their job. They're trying to upskill. Whereas a penny farthing, I'm like, you've deliberately gone out of your way to be like... To buy the wor- a wor- bad bike. To, to, you're, you're deliberately riding a worse bike that has two mm. wheels. Whereas a unicycle, I'm like, you're, you're working on your core strength or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what you need to get on that one wheel, but you're working on that. Whereas a penny farthing, I'm like, you just simply have bought a worse bike. It's taking ages so that everyone looks at you. Like it's because you don't think, oh, 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 I'm on a penny farthing. <laughs> you're not like, whoa. <laughs> it's just like you're simply riding your bike, whereas everyone yeah. else is looking at you, being like, what a cunt. You know, but you're, you're thinking, you're thinking, they're like, wow, what a cool guy. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone on a penny farthing that's not in historical film and thought, wow. Why did they make the one wheel bigger? I don't know. I guess, yeah, I have no idea. People are so stupid. Like, clearly make the wheels the same size. Yeah, and when did they work that out and go, oh, <laughs> oh wait, hang on. all this time, hang we on. thought one wheel should be five times the size of the other wheel. Oh, wait, guys. You know how we'd be making cars with just, like, four wheels the same size? Why, why are we making the first wheel on the bike literally five meters high? <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Wait, hang on, hang why on. Are why are we doing that? Whose what? idea was that? Was it yours? Greg, was it yours? And Greg's like, I just thought it'd be fun, guys. I just thought it, I just thought it would look cool. <laughs> why is it bigger? Is there a reason? Do you think it weighs the... Do you think it maybe is better for balance or they thought it was better for balance? Or Should we Google it? Yeah, should we, we Google have, it? We literally have to know. And yeah. it, it, Why and is the front wheel bigger? Because that was the first bike. Is that what we got told? Yeah. The penny farthing is a direct drive bicycle, meaning the cranks and pedals are fixed directly to the hub instead of using gears to multiply the revolutions of the pedals. The driven wheel is enlarged to be close to the rider's inseam to increase the maximum speed. So it makes you faster. Yeah. But But that's because of the type of pedals. It sounds like the pedals 
uh, are what has changed. Oh, here it is. So the pedals are like on the small wheel, but then with um, the the um, cable, the chain, it connects to the bigger wheel. So the small wheel is doing these small rotations, but it makes the big wheel do the same level of rotations. Whereas if the pedals were on the big wheel, those rotations would be way slower. So they're like, we'll have a big wheel so that it just moves faster because it's got more rotation. Yeah. So you're with your feet, you're turning the small wheel and that makes the big wheel turn faster. Wow. So why then? Why do we go back? Why did we go back? Like, <laughs> We've got to get a bit of Oh my God. I have done a full 180 on this. <laughs> Where can I buy a penny farthing in this city? I tell you what. My e-bike, I've never felt better than riding it over the last couple of weeks when petrol, petrol's been so expensive. I'm tempted to switch. I'm telling you, there's been multiple nights where my fiance and I have just sat on the couch. We're about to watch TV and we're like, I wish we both had bikes and we could just go for a bike ride somewhere. Like it's a yeah. real, and it's funny. You definitely see older like boomer couples go on cycling trips together. And it's funny when that thought starts to emerge in you and you're like, your own head. It, it must be an age thing. Like you just must be a, there must be a time in your life where you get to a certain age where you think I'm going to go ride a bike with my the person I love in the world the most. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, I think is maybe part of it that because we also do, do we'll go for a walk a lot more, take a turn. And I think there's something about, Especially if you do it at the end or the start of your day, you know, it's like before or after work, what's a way to connect, be active, do something that feels so different than what you're up to, not looking at a screen. Oh, that's yeah, sure, sure. It's And I guess in this, um, we're going to say at pandemic, you know, you're like, I don't want to go to the movies. I don't want to go to mm-hmm. a mall. Like, what, like, what's something, we're always like, what else is something we can do where we don't see anyone so that they don't give us a little cough? Yeah. Um, and that's a and funny that's what, And that's actually all it is, a little cough. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and the world we're here. living in. <laughs> it's just crazy that that's the world that we live in. But yeah, that's all I think about. Hmm. So where's your where's your e bike from? My e bike. Give them a plug because I also want to know if it's worth... from, it's from Electrify in Victoria Park. They're really helpful. They okay. service it once a year. Because I um, went to a place that was like electric bikes in the city or wherever. Like it wasn't like it was like off K Road. You know that one. Yes, another one, another one. And um, we're going to literally like slander them right now. So be prepared if you work there. Wow. This is right by the pink path, eh? Yep. Yeah. In the middle of town, you know, mm. e-bike city. It's called like Electric Bikes, I think is the shop's name, which I'm like, incredible branding. Think of a better name. <laughs> I walk in. Hi, can I help you? Me. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about buying an e-bike. They said, okay, cool. That was basically it. And then I was like, can you kind of talk me through them slightly? And they barely did that. And then I left. And I was like, you needed to push me over the edge. Because I think the choice to buy an electric bike is of the same level of wanting to get a tattoo. Yeah. It's it such feels, a huge decision. It's a huge decision. And it feels wild. You're like, this is a full lifestyle change. Like, convince mm-hmm. me. I need to be convinced here. Because I'm like, I'm going to get rid of my car, probably. And they also, like, they need to be aware that for, for most people buying an e-bike, it's like... I haven't been bi- like I haven't been <laughs> yeah. I haven't been biking for the last fifteen years. Like there's no bike in, so in the garage, honey. Yes, I don't know where to start with a bike. I don't know yeah. what I'm looking at. Tell me what is going to make these hills in this godforsaken city easier. Yeah, I would say you go to Electrify NZ. You ask for Axel, or I can't remember the guy. I think maybe his name's Michael who runs it. 
Hang on. There's a guy who works at a bike shop called Axel. Called Axel. We love. And he is the, get ready for it. Queen of the week. He must be faced with that, you know, every day. Like just someone making that joke. I mean, are there Axels on a bike? Surely. Oh, no. Because an Axel, doesn't Axel connect two tyres? Like across... Horizontally across from each other, so maybe there's an axle on a quad bike. Honey, you've but seen my you've seen my CV. Does it anywhere on that CV? Does it say mechanic? Chris, I have to tell you this: I've not seen your CV. I <laughs> actually, you've never applied for a job with me. And let me tell you something: there was a period in my life where I was redoing that CV every week. Oh my gosh! And I could never Slaving get it in place. over the cover letter. And I tell you what: they're at school. They're telling you you better brush up that CV. You got to get that into a good place, and then you do it, and you never use it. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have real jobs, but I'm sure other people that, have. Yeah, there's a huge difference between the jobs that we've gotten and the jobs that people who live in the real normal world. I'll get. show you my CV. It's called at Chris Parker 11 and it's on Instagram. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my fucking CV. My CV. Read it and weep. So highly Whitcalls. <laughs> Whitcalls? Are they still around? Yeah. yeah. Of course Whitcalls are still around. Are you kidding me? They've done the board done- games, wrapping paper, books, envelopes, stationery, sellotape, diaries, lotto tickets, Even. small little beanbag toys. Yeah, and that's all they have. Um, but it's a good shop. I reckon that was literally a. It's a rack, it's a wacky shop. Hey, it's funny when they were like just books, and then Audible came along, and they were like books and more. We we do mm-hmm. it all. We do more things. I do have a good time in a Paper Plus or a Wit Calls, to be honest. Like every time I walk around, I'm like, yeah, this is great. It's good stuff here. Paper Plus in um, Motueka, we found, oh my gosh, I don't even know why I'm sharing this, but I have been thinking about it recently. Uh, Monopoly Deal, you know the card game. Yeah. Quite boring looking cards, but the first time I played it was the Disney version of Monopoly Deal. So instead of all the properties, it's like the bear from the Jungle Book or whatever. And so I'm, I'm set on that. We bought it, lost it. Then couldn't find it anywhere. It was out of print. And then in Paper Plus in Motueka, guess what? They had that out of print and they had heaps of them. So if you're looking for Disney Monopoly deal, I got, get your I got, ass to Motueka. <laughs> and get yourself that game designed for 7 to 11-year-olds. <laughs> it's not. It's for adults. It's a property trading game. No, if I, I'm sorry. But I'm putting Disney adults in the same, in the same basket with any farthings. No, that's unfair, but I do think they're kids' movies. It's unavoidable to be and not be a Disney adult now because Disney own literally all everything you watch is Disney. You, of course, a Disney kid, a Disney adult would say that. I'm not. A, <laughs> if, you, if, you so like, if you like Star Wars, then you can like you're allowed to like The Lion King. I like Disney Monopoly Deal. I'm not. I don't go out of my way to buy Disney everything. Okay. I will say there is a Disney movie that I am watching. Wanna watch? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I tuned out for a second. I was like, "Am watching? What? What are you? Is there a movie on in the <laughs> sorry, background? I've got Mulan in the corner." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called like Better Nate Than Ever. I saw the trailer for it. I don't know why it caught my eye, but it's about a little gay kid. Well, actually, I don't know if the kid's gay, <laughs> <laughs> but looking at him, he's like. Everyone's nephew who's into musical theatre. Yeah. And he goes wow. to visit his auntie, played by Lisa Kudrow. <gasps> okay, I'm watching it. To Broadway. <laughs> and she's like a Broadway actress. And he's like, I want to be a star. 
And I'm like, it's got all the ingredients. Better Nate than ever. They should call the second series 10 Things I Nate About You. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm obsessed with a Disney movie that's coming out soon on Disney Plus called Sneakerella, which is about a boy who works in a sneaker shop, but he wants to design the sneakers himself. Is his name Ella? I don't know what his name is. But then there's like a sneaker royal family and he goes to this ball. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and we—that's where our two tastes really split apart. Then, yeah, yeah, you're more of a better night than ever, and I'm more of a sneakerella. Sneaker- <laughs> <laughs> Top or a bottom? I'll tell you what I am: is a sneakerella. <laughs> I'm a sneakerella. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this has been fun. a joy, Chris. It's been a joy. Um, we want to thank Eda Crunches. Crunches. Um, limited limited edition. And also uh, Motueka Paper Plus. Motueka Paper Plus. And of course, Cadbury's. Um, and their amazing chocolate. Pumped fill. They're pumped fill with palm oil. Mm. Um, we simply love the taste of palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Chris. You guys are. Also, they don't think they have palm oil in their chocolate anymore. Didn't they stop? That was big Whitaker's slander, eh? Whitaker's like, and, and they fucking pump it full of palm oil. Yeah. And that, and that was right at that point. But then Cadbury were like, <laughs> oh, whoops, we will stop it. But Nestle, Kit Kat, you are, you are <sighs> Seriously? destroying forests if you eat Kit Kat, unfortunately. <sighs> Honey, I love a Kit Kat Crunchy. Yeah. Not well, anymore. At what cost? At what cost? And I will say that when I see someone eating one. Moro, on yeah. the other hand, perfectly we'll fine. Because that comes from Mars. And I'm a bit, I'm actually a bit tired, so I might have to have a Moro and uh, go for a run. <laughs> Do a wee workout. <laughs> okay. Bye. Love ya. Bye, Chris. Love you, G. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. It's not a phase.